This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. We now continue our series, Apparently, where we talk with musicians who are juggling their art and parenthood. KEXP contributor Celine Teoblocki talked to Ezra Furman about why, after two years, she decided to come out as a trans mom and what it means for her to leave her young son at home once touring begins again. We're going to hear that story in just a second, but first, here's Celine speaking with the mastermind behind our Apparently series, KEXP producer Rachel Stevens. So nice to, like, virtually meet you, Celine. <laughs> same, same. I mean, I love what you guys do. And, and it's like, I just love the fact that oh, we just want, like, more women's voices in the front and um, talking about things that kind of matter to us, that, like, it's just part of our everyday well, I'm so happy that you wanted to do this too. And I, I mean, the episode is awesome. And like, tell me a little bit about Ezra and how you know her. You know, I do have like a, a friendship a, a yeah, kind of relationship. Before. Yeah, we, we do have that. And um, I don't know, Ezra's pretty, you know, she's pretty sweet and pretty generous, open-hearted kind of a girl. So I think, um, I think she must be like that with most journalist she speaks to anyway but I'm just happy that you know I have that dialogue with her and she was like yeah you know yeah and just so game and just like that agency to tell her story it's just like the best kind of radio I like to do <laughs> yeah oh and it's so good oh and I'm so excited for our listeners to get to hear this so thank you so much for telling the story no worries it was such a pleasure Just don't understand. Ezra Furman almost gave up on a music career back in 2015. No one was coming to their US shows. Then their music started taking off in the UK and Europe, which bode well for her third album, Perpetual Motion People. The album's cover is a photo of Ezra wearing a black dress over stockings with a striped blue blazer and a ball cap with bright floral prints. Ezra would sometimes wear pretty skirts, pearls and lipstick at her shows, but it was the first time themes of gender found their way into her lyrics. Like in this song Body Was Made, which talks about transition and feeling good in one's skin despite what other people think. Ezra came out as gender non-conforming to The Guardian shortly after her third album. Ezra says the stage was a place where she was able to explore her sexuality and gender identity publicly. I didn't know how to start wearing a dress anywhere except on a stage because you had an excuse because it was a show. It was maybe a gimmick, maybe it was a joke, maybe it was plausible deniability for all that stuff. It didn't necessarily mean... I was trans or like wanted to be more feminine in a deeper way. So I used the stage as the testing out ground for how that felt. I mean, after the years of trying on dresses and secrecy and stuff. 
Ezra's openness with gender and sexuality has also given her opportunities in the industry. She's been a main songwriter for the LGBTQ-friendly Netflix series called Sex Education. Around the time Ezra started getting involved with sex education, she also started calling herself transgender in public. A year before that, Ezra married her longtime partner Rosie. They now have a polyamorous marriage. We're just queers for life. We're gonna do love and sex our own way. That's one of the liberating things for me about being queer, like in the broadest sense. No topic is off limits. Let's not keep our emotions or our fantasies or anything like that in the shadows. Ezra and Rosie knew they wanted a family when they tied the knot. When it came to having their child, they considered their options together. They decided to conceive their own baby, which Rosie would carry to term. The decision to have a child, you know, it's it's an intense one and it's a fraught thing and it changes your life forever. It was like a human experience that I craved. I mean, the big debate for me was, should we biologically birth a child or should we adopt a child? In a way, that decision was based on feeling overwhelmed by the process of adoption. And we had watched a friend do it and it would be so complicated and expensive. And we were kind of just like, I don't want to wait to be a parent. I want to just do it now. Damn the torpedoes. Less than a year after they were married, Rosie gave birth to their son. It's our front door. Yeah. How do we open the front door with the keys? You want to help? Yeah, I'll turn it. Yeah, you turn the key, okay? We'll turn it together. I had a slowly dawning realization in the years before and after having a child that the human species runs on love. And love is not like some love and care. These are not things that are luxuries. They're not like extra spices on the dish of life, but rather they, the species could not continue without love and care. Oh yeah, you were thirsty. Maybe that was some of the problem. (laughs) Do you like the sandwich? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? I think about that every day now because I spend every day in acts of love and care for my little baby. You want to look at this ginger? Oh, it's big. Yeah, it's really big. I'll put it back in the bag. Put it back in the bag? Okay. To protect her family, Ezra did not reveal to her fans or journalists that she had had a baby or that she was now a trans mom. She felt certain she would be judged. But over time, she had a change of heart. I'm a trans woman. That's how I identify myself in terms of gender and that I'm a a mom and have been for over two years. And those were things I hadn't said out loud before. And I guess I just wanted as many people to whom that might be a useful model to see that both queer people who need to see it and other people with trans people in their life who need a little more exposure to it and normalization of it. So in April, she posted a few photos of herself on social media, one of which she's wearing a lipstick and earrings as she cuddles and plays with her toddler. 
In the post, she announced that she's a trans woman and a mom. When I had a kid, I had never seen a picture of a trans mom, a trans woman being a parent. I, I had no image of it, and I think it would have been helpful to me to have one. So I made this, this social media post, and it was supposed to be for my social media followers. She did not anticipate the news being picked up by Rolling Stone, the Daily Mail, and other media sites without asking for comment or permission to use her photos. Somehow I had stumbled into some genre of clickbait or something, and it was on People.com, you know, People Magazine. It was on Fox News. It was, it was on network news shows for some reason. I'm not that famous. It was a weird thing, but people were just filling news and gossip sites space with it. And yeah, then there was a horrible transphobic, just like a barrage, a flood of thousands of people telling me I'm disgusting or a travesty of God. And it really was painful, really, really distracting and really brutally painful. After two days, Ezra had to get off social media and stop paying attention. At the end of the day, I realized, wait, my goal was for as many people as possible to see this. And I achieved that goal times 100 more than I would have expected. And so I win. You want a bigger one? Yeah, it's not too wet. Okay, it's too wet after I washed it. You can keep eating your sandwich. Yeah. Take a bite. You're a bit grumpy, huh? You have a long day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too, actually. I love being a parent. I love being a parent who's home. And it scares me the idea that I might be a parent who's often absent. I went to go to the park. Oh, you went to the park? Yeah, I saw my yellow digger. Oh, you saw a yellow digger. My partner and I knew that I was going to continue to be a working musician when we became parents. One thing for me, I saw the parallel right away, was being a parent of a newborn is very parallel to being on tour where like you lose a lot of sleep you stay up late every night and the way the days are structured they become this kind of foggy haze where like your time is not really your own ezra's son will be three this december with live music starting to open back up they've talked about rosie and their kid joining the band on tour ezra is determined to make it work She's had to make big sacrifices to her career before to make times for things close to her heart. She hasn't performed Friday evenings for years. That's because she's made it a priority to instead observe Shabbat, the Jewish day of rest. It begins on Friday night and ends on Saturday night. I observe it in a really traditional way and it involves not working at all, not using any money, not using electrical appliances to turn on the lights and stuff, not traveling at all. It is kind of a day to just be and to treat yourself like royalty, like as if you were created in the image of God, which uh, is a 
core Jewish idea that all people are. That observance of Shabbat is in direct conflict with the life of a touring musician. Friday nights are important to get people out to shows. Ezra didn't think she could not perform Friday nights until her manager suggested it, and her bandmates were supportive of the idea. They were like, we could probably get away with not playing on on Friday nights ever if you don't want to. And I was like, wow. It's also led me to like go to synagogues all over the world in different cities, meet all kinds of Jews that like just gives this feeling of like, well, people are doing this almost everywhere. I've spent Shabbat in Finland and I guess all over Europe and all over America. Okay, let's kiss the mezuzah. Touring will likely look different with a kid. Ezra hopes to be able to put breaks in her tour schedule so she'll have time to be at home with the family. Yeah, part of me is definitely dreading going back on tour because, yeah, I will have to leave my family at home. Not that I'm worried about them. Again, we have a community around us, you know, and they'll be fine. I just might not be fine all the time. I just, like, will really miss daily parenting. I just love it. I feel born to do it. And I don't want to come home and have my kid. It's not like he won't remember who I am, but it's just that I don't want to be, like, the second parent who doesn't quite know what's going on and is out of touch. Yeah, it's a thing I worry about, but I'm going to play show skin for sure. <laughs> I'll just have to deal. After all, part of Ezra's decision to become a parent was her desire for her life to be more than just a job. Any writer thinks about having a kid and they're like, well, how will I, I won't be able to write as much and I won't be able to do as much art if I'm spending all this time being a parent and the house is filled with sound and and that just made me want to have a child more. Now we'll turn on the noise machine. Oh. We'll turn off the light. You want to help turn off the light? Thank you. Alright. You ready for the Shema? Shema Israel Adonai Elohim Adonai Quoting her favorite Jewish philosopher, Ezra likes to say, build your life like as if it were a work of art. There's almost a parallel art of just the act of having a life and showing some of it to people is a kind of craft of its own and has its own reasons and power. You can check out Ezra Furman's music in the latest season of Sex Education, which is out now. For Sound and Vision, I'm Celine Teo Blocky. That was Sound and Vision. So by the way, it is currently KEXP's Fall Fun Drive. We're on our radio station here in Seattle, where we are on the dial at 90.3 FM, and we also stream online worldwide, kexp.org. 
Uh, you'll hear DJs this week talk about how we are a publicly funded station where the majority of our funding comes from listeners. It's listener support that makes podcasts like Sound and Vision possible. So think about donating to help support KEXP and this podcast in particular. You can give online, kexp.org slash sound. And while you're there, you can see some pretty cool thank you gifts like the KEXP beanie. It's a gray beanie with a a leather KEXP logo on it. And we have a t-shirt for $10 a month. We also have a sling bag for $20 a month. You can see all the thank you gifts at kexp.org slash sound. If not, you can also help support the show for free by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this Sound and Vision podcast. Thanks so much.